Welcome everyone to this week's episode of In the Know with Cat Bobino. Today my extra special guest is Mr. Adam Burlew. Mr. Adam Burlew is VP of Global Marketing at Brocade in San Jose. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So can you tell the audience what you do as VP of Global Marketing? Absolutely. So I, I have a global marketing team uh, that um, obviously spans the globe. Uh, it's people who are doing a variety of uh, go-to-market activities. Those include events, uh, web marketing, uh, working with analysts, analyst relations, media, uh, as well as working with sales and developing, doing sales and enablement. Oh, wow. That sounds like you have a lot on your plate. So when it comes to working with um, sales and marketing, what kind of things do you have to do being in charge as VP? Yes, yeah, so the most important thing is just driving alignment um, and, and ensuring that uh, for all intents and purposes, the sales goals and the marketing goals are exactly the same. Obviously, we're different sides of, the, of a coin, mm -hmm. but um, if you're not aligned in terms of who the target customer is and what your revenue uh, and margin goals are, uh, then uh, it tends to create conflict. So driving that alignment in both uh, in terms of the goals and then the activities that are that are needed to get to those goals uh, is the most critical thing. Okay, awesome. And so how about we start here with Brocade. What exactly is Brocade? What do you guys do as Brocade as a company? Yeah, so Brocade is a uh, software and hardware networking company. Uh, and its its roots were in um, a protocol called Fiber Channel, and uh, we we have 80% market share in the Fiber Channel storage area networking business. And so we provide switching uh, that uh, facilitates storage sto networking for storage. That said, we also then expanded into um, IP networking or internet protocol networking over Ethernet. Uh, and, and that's sort of the more generic networking that's used uh, in the data center and between data centers, um, sort of the all-purpose networking. And then from there, we got into uh, software-based networking. And, and that's really um, using software on uh, generic server boxes to create the any particular type of network function uh, that you want. Uh, and so we're one of the companies that are pioneering in uh, what's called network function virtualization. Wow. I don't know what any of that really means. So that's <laughs> good. But I mean, ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, just to sort of uh, put it in a fashion that, you know, uh, that I typically describe to my mother is um, in the, in the, there, you know, you sort of have to think of the world in, in three components. Uh, there's obviously the laptop and the phone and the iPad that you play with every day. That's kind of the endpoint. Um, then there is uh, the data center, uh, which stores all of those apps uh, like Google Search or um, Uber or uh, OpenTable or uh, using Google Docs. That's mm -hmm. all that stuff sits in a data center somewhere. Um, and in those data centers uh, are servers, storage devices, 
um, and then networks that connect those with the applications that run on top of them. Mm-hmm. And then between the data center and you is uh, the internet or, or networks. And, uh, and so there's networks in the data center and then there's networks between data centers and then there's networks that connect you uh, to those applications. Uh, and so we provide that networking equipment that does the connection piece. Okay, okay. That is quite remarkable. And I can imagine, or I can't imagine, but I remember a time when none of this was really available. So this was all kind of brand new. I mean, I come from an era of beepers and (laughs) dismen. So we see this humongous growth when it's coming to technology and computers and networks. Where do you see the near future? How is things going to change? I know you've talked about how Brocade has gone from more Ethernet to more software now. Where do you see the future going with this stuff? Well, well, ultimately, at the end of the day, right, we, we all want things on demand, right? We, we all watch streaming TV now. Uh-huh. Um, we all do everything on, on something mobile. Right on our phone or our iPad, carrying around. You know, even my net, my MacBook Air is something that you know is not something I like to do. I'd rather just do it on my iPad. Right. Um, and so, really, it's it's mobile, mobile, mobile. It's on demand, um, and it's also being able to do anything that you feel like you can only do on your laptop. You need to be able to do on your your phone or your or your iPad. Right. And so that is really pushing things to what we call the edge, i.e. that mobile device. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everything is going there. And uh, obviously there's a whole variety of technologies that support it. Um, but whether it's having that capability in your car, having it, you know, in your plane seat or just having it, you know, at the bar when you're having a drink. Um, everything is really being accessible in the palm of your hand. Wow. So do you think that making everything accessible and everybody wants it now, 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 do you see that that could cause a problem later on? I know. Well, people... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we, there's a lot of attention deficit disorder in our world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we... You know, there's there's a variety of I think um, of things that are um, becoming uh, in in many ways uh, a loss of discipline uh, in terms of the way our we we think um, and and the way we we interact. Um, so, you know, what I suspect is. Um, you know, this this is no different than the invention of the telephone or the invention of email, et cetera. But mm-hmm. um, what I what I expect to happen is actually those same devices um, and that same capability uh, is going to evolve to help us overcome some of those problems. Okay, I do see a lot of technology now uh, that's able to help doctors with seeing what's going on with a patient that may not be able to make it to the hospital or to an appointment. Then there's all these technologies that's allowing uh, researchers and doctors in the field to work where there aren't any hospitals or aren't any resources. So I I see a a give and take of both as well. Some good, a little bit of bad. 
Yeah. And someday, you know, self-driving cars will overcome the fact that everybody's texting and drive. <laughs> now now they can just text and they don't have to drive. Right. And then you don't see those billboards anymore. Texting and driving, you'll go, you're going to die or you're going to get a ticket. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about done with that. But <laughs> I'm seeing those billboards. But anyway, let's get back to you. So how about you tell us where you went to school and how you got into global marketing? Yeah, so I uh, I just did a uh, general bachelor's degree uh, as an undergrad uh, in uh, what was called development studies. So it was really uh, economics and political science, um, but looking at how economies developed. Um, I had a uh, an interest as you know from the age of fourteen in in computers, and so I always programmed on my own and did some programming classes, um, and then ultimately after college worked doing some programming, but that was short lived. Um, and, and then I went to business school and in business school, I studied finance, uh, and I studied marketing and, and that really is what led to, uh, me developing a marketing career. Uh, I did mar- I've, uh, my first job was as a consultant doing marketing strategy. Uh, and then I went from there to go work for, uh, an industry, in, in industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done really every type of marketing, uh, that, that there is everything from PR, you know, public relations, analyst relations to events, to, uh, web media, uh, to product marketing. I've just done the whole breadth. Um, and, and so, you know, what I would say is, uh, and I've also done sales. Um, okay. and, and so what I'd say is, uh, the thing that I've done is uh, I've been industrious in terms of um, trying to do um, as wide a variety of jobs in my field as possible. Okay. And with your variety of all these different marketings that you've done, what is it about the marketing that's drawing you in that makes you want to go out and do that aspect of technology? Well, I really feel like, uh, you know, marketing is, is helping people understand how to get value out of their technology. And, uh, and, and so I love technology. I have two phones, two iPads, three computers, four TVs. I love technology. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes. (laughs) And, um, and there's, you know, lots of, as you know, there's lots of great things you can do with it. And so, um, I'm both a consumer, right, and and uh, and somebody who sort of markets and sells it, and and so uh, what I like about it is being able to just not only help people understand how they get value out of it, but actually help people understand how to create value. Uh, and today, with machine learning and artificial intelligence and rethinking the way that we uh, do data science, um, there's just incredible things that can happen. And and for me right now, that's being part of discovering how we can really change the way we work um, and we advance our learning. That's the exciting part. Wow. Okay. So you did mention AI, and I know you're in the world of technology. Are we going to see a shift towards AI, like a major shift towards that? Are we going to see a lot more AI in the general public versus, you know, some of the videos or clips we see online that they might be doing in competitions, but more in the general public area? Absolutely. I mean, I use, I use Waze every morning to get up and figure out the best route to work. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all driven by, by AI machine learning. Okay. And I thought, didn't Google buy Waze or were they going yep. to buy Waze? Okay, yes. I, that's what I yeah. thought. So now Waze is incorporated in Google 
maps. Yeah. But yeah, you, I mean, you prefer uh, Waze? Just Waze? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good program. I do like Waze and how anyone could add to it. And now you know as soon as they know that there's maybe a cop up there or there's a traffic accident that you might want to avoid. So it's yeah. really good programming. But I never quite thought of it as being AI. So how yeah, well, does it work as an AI, do you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, you know, the the looking at the patterns and seeing how people are, are moving around the streets faster than others, that 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 learning is is what's driving uh, their engine. Okay. Do you do you see a for do you foresee a life like iRobot the movie? No. <laughs> We're not gonna have a. Um, <laughs> We're not gonna have a wave of robots overpowering no. us and thinking they're better than us. Okay. Well, that's good. I would I would say Westworld is a better. Oh, Westworld. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Okay. So, with your position as VP of marketing, what does that entitle you? Like, what are, you, what are some of the perks that you get as being a VP? Yeah, I would say the perks are double-edged swords. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I get to travel the world uh, and visit my team, but that means I have to travel the world, right? So, so you know, 11-hour flights, 17-hour flights. Yes. Um, you never get enough time to re really enjoy it, um, but you see the world. So that's a perk. Um, the other thing is we work with lots of other companies and we have lots of partnerships. And um, and so you spend a lot of time uh, with other companies that have really advanced technology and you get to learn about it and figure out how, uh, you know, one plus one equals three. And um, and so that's that's really good, really fun as well. Um, but it really takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I'd say the other thing is um, – from a marketing perspective in particular, uh, there's new tools and new techniques that you can uh, really take advantage of every day as um, web media evolves, mobile media evolves. And, uh, and so that's really interesting in terms of what you can do in terms of identifying you know, what people are interested in and how you can present information to them uh, that's most appealing. Um, but you have to stay on, stay on top of all those advances in technology. Uh -huh. uh, and so um, I would say there's, you know, great learning, great exposure to things, um, but it takes work. Okay, okay. And so you say you get to travel the world. How many countries is Brocade located in? Uh, I think we're in 40 markets. Ooh, 40 markets. That is a lot. And you have to visit every market? No. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. I I only go to the, I only go to the ones that have really good restaurants. Okay, <laughs> well then, I mean that makes sense. At least you have a team, right? You can send them <laughs> to places where the restaurants may not be so great. <laughs> so, um, how long have you been at Brocade, and how long did it take you to go up that ladder to become a VP? Um, I've been at Brocade uh, two years, okay. um, and uh, you know I have got a career that's 25 years long um, um, in, in IT marketing. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's been, you know, quite a, quite a climb. What, what I would say is, um, you know, people, different companies think about VPs uh, differently. Uh -huh. uh, and so, you know, what's a VP one place might not be a VP somewhere else. Um, and so I don't really focus on the title. It's really about kind of the scope and both in terms of the, the, you know, the responsibility, the 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 market opportunity, 
uh, I think those are, that's really the thing to, to focus on. Okay. That sounds good. And so this 25 year span of doing IT marketing, would you ever trade that in for anything else? Or did you really enjoy the ride that you've gotten through this? No, I, no I've enjoyed it. I think it's, uh, uh, no, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> okay, so now you've been there for two years, and I'm not saying anything outside of that, but what do you see in the future? What do you want to do, or do you want to continue along this path? Um, I, you know, I, the, the thing that's, uh, you know, I think the evolution from here is, um, as I said, right, the world is evolving really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, being... Um, part of the, a team um, that is helping to shape uh, the way um, we think about IT and how um, not only how we use it, but how we architect it uh, is, uh, is what's exciting. And, and so that can take me many places, many places right into, right. into services um, in, you know, back into sales um, into running a business uh, unit um, but I think there's lots of options ahead of me. Awesome. So we have discussed, you know, your background and your schooling and where you want to go. So what do you do outside of work? What do you do for fun when you are not working at Brocade? Yeah, you know, so uh, I do I do a number of things. Um, we've got a long weekend coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm headed, headed up north uh, to hear some live music okay. uh, and do, do a little wine tasting. Um, nice. I also like... Uh, I, lo- I love to be outdoors. So I do a lot of biking uh, and and a lot of hiking, uh, and so hope to get some of that in this weekend as well. Um, and then uh, I don't do much of it, but I really enjoy fly fishing, and uh, and and so you know just being outside in in, the, in nature. And this winter I did a, a bunch of snowshoeing because uh, we had that giant snowfall, and so that was that was good as well. But you know I would just say. You know, I grew up in the country, and I like to kind of get back to the woods. Okay. Where did you grow up, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I grew up in Maine, off the coast of Maine on a little island called Deer Isle. Oh, really? I've never, I didn't even know there were, are there multiple islands off the coast of Maine, or just like one or two? No, there's a lot of islands off the coast of Maine. Really? Yeah. I have never known that. And is it, so you said that's country life. How is it growing up on a, a small island that's off the coast? It's small. It's small town life. It's, you know, it's 10 kids in your eighth grade class. Oh, wow. <laughs> everybody knows what everybody's doing. Well, I mean, on the flip side, though, that means you get more one-on-one with teachers, right? And you get opportunities to be pushed further instead of being lost in the crowd, I would say, right? Yeah, you don't get lost in a crowd, that's for sure. <laughs> so where did you end up going to college when you left the small town? Uh, I went to Brown University in Rhode Island. Okay. I feel like Rhode Island is still kind of small. It, well, it's a, it's a small state. Yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's you know, it's um, it's a very cosmopolitan place. And it's, um, you know, Providence is a pretty big town. So um, it's close to Boston and New York. Uh, so, uh, you know, when it for me, it was it was the big city. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So how was it when you left there? I'm I'm pretty sure you didn't come straight to California, but uh, what's the? How do you compare the life in San Jose versus in uh, Providence and where Brown is, or versus where you came from in Maine? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about Silicon Valley in California is um, this, is, you know, from a tech perspective, this is the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it attracts um, a whole variety of people. So it's a super diverse place. Um, and uh, and so that's fun. And obviously the weather and the environment here is, uh, you know, completely different than mm-hmm. the sort of, you know, gray, dark uh, stormy weather of New England. Um, and, and, you know, while, uh, New England is, uh, a, a real educational center, uh, mm-hmm. also has a variety of industries, has a tech base as well. Um, you know, I, I, I really enjoy, uh, Silicon Valley and, and all, it, all it has to offer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I have uh, been to New England in the Boston area, and there's a lot going on there that I don't think people realize, a lot of education-based things going on, especially all the schools that are out there, all the colleges. Um, But one of the things that I've I've told students when I talk to them about going to college is to leave your area. Do you feel like it's a good thing to leave kind of where you're you're, from and you are you understand everything that's going on and to learn about different culture of people? Or do you think it's better to stay kind of where you know and then you might have a, a nice, solid foundation when going to college? I think it just depends um, on your personal situation. Uh, but um, I do believe uh, that seeing the world is, is extremely important. Uh, and so I, there's lots of ways you can get it. Um, and so I think, you know, from a co- picking college perspective, so much, so much of it just depends on your personal situation and what you need out of college. Okay. That's good to know. And, um, I know that you were talking about traveling and seeing the world and, but you also like being outside. Do you ever get opportunity when you are traveling to maybe go hiking or to have an opportunity to see their natural resources in other countries? Uh, a little bit, uh, not that much. It's like a day here or there, but um, I tend to uh, just travel during the work week, um, and uh, or at least be on the ground during the work week, and uh, and travel sort of to and from uh, on the weekend. And so I usually don't get that much time. Oh, okay. So if there was a student who was watching this program and was seeing what you've done has a passion for um, IT or technology, but maybe want to do it from a more a more business aspect of it, what advice would you give them? Um, well, my, um, my advice would be sort of twofold. One of which is um, that they really need to always be thinking long-term and thinking about the long game. Uh, and what I mean by that is, um, is not simply about what you do uh, today or in the next month or even the next year, but it's about where you want to be five years from now. And, and that needs to be context as to how do you enter? Uh, because there's, um, you know, particularly if you're a student and, um, you're, you don't have any work experience, you kind of just need to find your way in and, and that's not always that easy. And so, um, I would, you know, I would say I wouldn't be, um, arrogant about the job you're going to take. Uh, and I would, I would go and find, you know, jobs that people are willing, 
uh, to have you for. And, uh, and so there's lots, there's, there's lots of those. Um, and then there's lots of progressive companies like Facebook and Google that are actively, um, hiring, uh, people who are right out of school. And, um, I would be, go find one of those opportunities and be very thankful for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I want, I know you've been very, very busy over the last month or so. So I want to thank you for finding the time to be on the show and share your story. And if there was anything else you want to say before we shut out, this is your opportunity to say it now. Uh, I just say uh, thanks for having me. I I appreciate it. Um, You know, I think uh, you're doing a great service here. And so, you know, keep doing that. And, um, and, you know, anytime you want me back, uh, just let me know. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I want to say thank you to my audience for checking in with us today on In the Know with Kat Bobineau. And next week we'll be talking to someone totally different. So make sure you tune in. Thank you and have a great Memorial Weekend.